Hello everyone, welcome to Evolve, I'm your host Joanna. type of days when you feel like you are in the flow. Um, I am not thinking this is one of my days. I can tell you that I woke up today at the right time of, I believe it was 3.46 a.m. and my mind started to race about dinosaur worksheets for my kids who are homeschooling right now. My littlest one woke up at probably 4.15 in the morning, also not the greatest of days. We went downstairs, I started my morning. Later, as my other ones woke up, at some point I smashed or pretty much slammed my head against the corner of our glass dining room table um, and maimed myself and that was all before 8 o'clock. In the morning so today is kind of one of those days that makes you wonder what you're supposed to learn or get out of that that whole experience all right so um what I wanted to talk about is sort of the I've referenced it before it's called the it's called deprogramming right I'm going to talk about the process of deprogramming what is deprogramming? What the hell do I mean by that? Deprogramming to me means starting to sort of break down the narratives, the beliefs, um, the constructs that serve as sort of your truths to some degree, like your cognitive um, understanding of how things are and how they work. This is really important because a lot of these are learned, not inherent in us, and actually many of them are very um, opposite to how things on an energetic level truly operate. So what many people don't know is that about a couple of years ago, my family and I did an international move. So if you ever want to sort of see how ingrained these belief systems are, but how they can be defied so easily. Go live in a different country in a different hemisphere that in their language is different. Like everything that you are used to will get challenged. Um, it's a really, I think by nature of the work that I do, I already was able to hold space for this. Um, more easily as far as kind of what I call the dual awareness or the dual reality that I can have a perception, somebody else can have a perception, and they're both valid. I don't I don't feel the need to usually battle or argue or somehow have, make the other person see my point. It's nice when that happens, when you can have an exchange where people can listen to each other. That seems to be a rarity these days, but... Um, it isn't my agenda to have to change people's belief systems. 
So moving to a different country is quite the experience because even the language, when language is different, you really understand how language shapes mental constructs. Um, for example, in Spanish, uh, in Spanish language, they have an expression meaning, I'm not at fault. No tengo la culpa, right? I'm not at fault. Now, this happens when they not, people in, in, in a lot of cultures that speak Spanish, if something happens, if there's an accident, if something went wrong, they will, they'll say that. They'll say, I'm not at fault. As an English-speaking person, that can be extraordinarily irritating um, because the expectation is that you're going to say, oh, I'm sorry, right? Oh, I'm sorry if, like, a drink is built on you versus throwing your hands up in the air and saying, this is not my fault. So it's interesting um, to see how almost every aspect of being can be challenged when you have to go and reside somewhere else where the culture, the beliefs, the language are completely different. And how can you say that yours is not valid? And how can you say the country that you're being hosted in that theirs is not valid, right? It all is. You start to expand awareness that it can be all of those things. Um, they're equally they're equally valid. Um, but so my my point was like when we're deprogramming, we start to realize that like so much of what our belief systems are, we're just learned or taught. It could be family culture. It could be culture, um, generation, you know, like experiences. But and all of this can vary, right? This really can vary so much. And, and a lot of it seems kind of random if you think of like so much of it's probably actually just sort of based on where you were born. Um, so then... If it's so specific to that, how can it rule out that anybody else's version is lesser than, right? Um, having moved to a different country, I had to learn to question every single perception I had because I knew that I was interpreting everything through a very specific cultural lens. And um, luckily, my husband has lived in both locations and so he was sort of my bridge to sort of ask questions and learn and sort of leave room for benefit of doubt with certain things learn to accommodate new ways of doing things um, even if I didn't like them I think a lot of expats expatriates um, I see struggle kind of wanting to recreate what they know in the new place, right? Like, and it just doesn't translate over. It's like two different worlds. So that's sort of the same thing, like, when we're interacting with people. is It's always really important to understand that they come from a different perception, different experiences, different background, different family culture, all that. And it really has shaped their perception. And... It isn't about that we all have to see it the same. It's that we have to tolerate and accept the differences as being okay. That someone believing something that you don't believe isn't an invalidation of your belief. Nor do you, does your having a certain belief system make you better or more insightful than another. It's just different. And if we can just sort of accept the differences... Accepting doesn't mean that it's always okay if someone's doing something dysfunctional or toxic. It doesn't mean that you have to 
be like, oh, that's super great. Thank you. Like, I'm going to stick around. No, you can, you can kind of like fade out, but you can accept and respect that they have the right to choose what they want for themselves. And you can say, yeah, that's cool. And that doesn't work for me. So, um, but that's, that's really hard for most people these days. There's some that can really do that and hold on to those fucks. They're gems. The other thing, um, if you want to learn about sort of like how your program, it's kind of hard to, again to know what you don't know. When things like this are so ingrained in us that, that we just, they serve the foundation of our belief systems, it's hard to even understand that they might not even be necessarily built on anything sturdy. But it feels sturdy. But the best people in the world, I feel that challenge this, are toddlers, little children. Um, my joke is that I have one of the best teachers, the ugliest mirrors in my house, and her name is Maya, and she is five. And she is a strong-willed um, manifesting generator, if you know the human design types, who could not conform to any rule if it saved her life. You know what I mean? Like nothing, not even her entry into the world can conform to normalcy. Like she just can't do it. So she has been one of my best teachers because she bucks every, <laughs> every sort of norm, every rule, every expectation that one could probably have plus more. And I have to find myself questioning like, um, Sometimes when I'm talking to her about some of these situations, like, why? You know, and that's the beauty of toddlers. They will ask you, why, 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 why? You know what I mean? And sometimes you find that you don't really have a freaking answer. Because that's how it's done. Uh, that's the rules. That, you know, like a lot of times if we really sit back, why, why is a valid question. Why do we have to do that? Why do I, why do we have to? do this and that, and why is this the ex expectation? Like, sometimes we ourselves don't even have answers, and that, those are really great places to sort of lean in. Because if you can't explain it, um, if you don't even really kind of know, that's that's a really great place to start. It's pretty evident there's not probably much of a solid base other than it's perhaps a tradition um, or just simply external expectations placed um, by society or whomever uh, upon us. And then the question is, for what purpose? And, and what purpose does it benefit me? Does it, does it benefit anyone? Who does it benefit? And how does it benefit? And when you start to kind of go down these rabbit holes, you start to really understand how things have been taken at, I think, uh, face value and that there's a lot under the surface that we're not sometimes aware of and we've been taught to sort of not look to be honest because a lot of these programs are placed in us as children like just these emphatic well this is how it is and um, and then doesn't sometimes get questioned beyond that or the, the whys are not answered so to speak and then, like, everything else is built on top of that. So we don't really go back to that foundational place to kind of explore, like, concepts of schooling, concept of um, wealth, concept of 
um, social racial equity concept of privilege, which these are big topics. Um, you know, cultural tolerance, um, religious tolerance, um, understanding how much is so determined by simply geography, geography of where we were born. Um, had you been born and probably the, an opposite sphere, your whole upbringing, your whole belief system could actually be radically different just from that shift itself. So just to share with you a bit right now, the kind of the big programs that I'm hacking, um, I've really fell down some rabbit holes in the last year. Um, I, my awakening was not like most, I think a lot of people go right into conspiracy theory and I, I just went into like healing, um, healing, like I'm a healer. So I just sort of enhanced that. And then I sort of found myself going down these holes and I also found myself not feeling good about it. Like it was too, um, it was too heavy, but I realized that I was meant to have an awareness, but I, it's not necessarily my role to know every single detail. Like I heal the damage caused by some of these rabbit hole, um, uh, what would we call it? Patterns, like the, some of the terrible things that are going on. Like I'm a trauma therapist, so I deal with sort of the aftermath of them. I don't necessarily need beyond that any more information, I'm aware. Um, and it was just too much. But now I'm feeling like I'm going off track here. I have to gather my thoughts, hang on. Ah yes, deprogramming, sorry. Long day and damage to my, to my frontal lobes today, so I'm a little off track. Um, so it can be very scary and can feel very destabilizing to sort of question everything you know, everything you thought you knew, to feel like maybe at some point you were lied to, misled, or things were misrepresented. And a lot of people kind of shy away from, from this because it, it sort of, it can sort of feel like your whole world just gets sort of like tipped right upside down and it's kind of discombobulating to know what's what but I think it's really important I don't think you have to go down every single like rabbit hole but um, I think it's important to have an awareness of what might not be truth what are what's some of the programming narrative from the outside that you have been fed that has become your own narrative that not for one might even be hurting you Sometimes we can see this as far as like our sense of self or if we've been exposed to narratives that we're lazy, we're dumb, or we're not good enough, um, and it becomes our own our own narrative about ourselves, but also sort of narratives that let's say about like the one percent, um, the narrative that hard work pays off, you know, like um questions around integrity um, of systems, especially those that our children are involved in. And um, just starting to question, it, do, it doesn't mean you're, 
there's the term the conspiracy theorist, right? So, so many times it's just that it's like a gaslighting way to hide negative patterns in plain sight because we can label the challenge of it as being the problem versus maybe the issue being the problem itself, you know? And I would also recommend taking like one program at a time. I was kind of hacking at a few and it was just like really overwhelming and confusing. And so it's sort of like maybe you're going to hack your financial programming. Maybe you're going to hack worker bee program. Maybe you're going to hack like trauma and your, your self narrative. Maybe you're going to really reevaluate what does balance mean in life? What does, um, what is health? What is feeling loved? What is, uh, what is joy? What is play? What is, what is work? What is your purpose? What, you know, what any of these constructs, um, anything that you know you're getting stuck on, I'm going to guarantee you there's a lot underneath the reason why you're stuck. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you don't can't figure out a way out. It's like something sort of anchoring you into a space that you don't want to be. And there's often some programmed belief system around that. Like maybe you think you're responsible for you and for everybody else's pain. Maybe if you you know, think it's selfish to take care of you, especially if it, if someone else is wanting time with you, but you're needing downtime, that it's, it's like a terrible thing to do that, you know, um, where did that come from? You know, why would it be bad for you to take care of yourself? Like probably on a cognitive level, you know, it's important, but on an emotional level, there's a guilt. There's some guilt program that might launch or, um, a shame program, you know, you might find that every time you make a mistake, you go into shame and then you make more uh, choices afterwards that you later regret. Um, we can feel like something and then act as if, and we, we can have belief systems and then behavioral patterns around them. And it's really, really important to understand kind of really, truly what it connects to. Um, Cause it can often also connect to trauma deep, rooted pain that we'd rather avoid and so we just avoid the whole work of kind of looking at these narratives and if you look outside in the world that there are narratives all the time um there's a lot of narratives around politicians around um like celebrities around what makes you a good person what makes you a bad person how do you show that? Um, what's cool? What's not cool? Like, how are you, you know, like in the States, like extreme hard work, um, working 40, 60 hours and earning a high income, even if you don't have time with your family, is very celebrated. Like, that's someone who's considered to be very dedicated, very responsible, very determined, right? And in other cultures where they might value like play or family and work is a lesser focus might be seen or cast in the light of being lazy. Um, and like these really become a big part of our core belief system. So it is important to look at it. It doesn't mean that every belief that you have is, is based on... Um, 
sort of some like programmed fiction, but I think it's really important for you to be aware of their origins and not to lean out just because they might be connected to some pain because this is where you can do some tremendous growth work and this is usually where I see people heal a lot, but they also become much more adept at manifesting and kind of creating the life that they want because the blocks, these programming beliefs aren't blocking it. It's like you kind of clear the beliefs and the rest will happen sort of automatically around that. So anyway, um, I hope this made sense. I have brain fog, so I'm going to close this out now. I am wishing you the greatest of days. Um, the best in your own healing journeys. Feel free to reach out if you need anything. You can visit my website at www.transcendwellnesscenter.com. You can book a session if you want to do any sort of intuitive counseling, coaching, um, or if you just want to snoop me, go ahead. And um, like I said, wishing you the greatest of days.